Let's go. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. Hey, welcome, one and all. One welcome, one welcome. Here we are with the Lockdown Live Uncut with Danny and Larry. Episode 12, Saturday the 25th of April, which we've called the Saturday Night Bouncers Edition, Sports Edition. Welcome, Larry. How you doing? Hi, I'm fine, thank you. I just, I just wasn't feeling it with the Batman. Uh, You're Batman not feeling it today. No, why, no, no. why is that? What's, uh, what's yeah, lot, there's a lot on my mind tonight. Lot on your mind. Yeah, lot on it, your mind. It'll all come out in the wash. Is it something to do with Saturday night? Maybe. Uh, well. Does anyone recognise that tune? That is Saturday Night by Wigfield, which. Apparently was uh, number one in 1994. Here she goes. And it's been a hot day today. Definitely a hot day. <laughs> Are you liking these segues? I'm literally just holding the mic and thinking, oh, what, what shall we do there? It's been a hot Saturday. Not the hot like we had at uh, Easter weekend a few weeks back, but it's been a gorgeous, gorgeous sunny day. Beautiful, beautiful weather. Beautiful day. I, I did have a lovely, just a little short run this morning, uh, get the legs stretched ready for my uh, 2.6 challenge tomorrow. 26.2 kilometres I'm going for. But uh, yeah, sports. We'll get onto the sports a bit, uh, a bit later, what's been happening. And, or oh, more to the point, not happening. Mm. And uh, But we discussed some of the, the day, day's news, important things which we feel is important to say in this uh, time of history, shall we say, um, medical crisis. How many hyperboles can we come up with? But we're not journalists, so we're not going to use hyperboles. No, we're just no, going to say how it is. We're going to stick to the facts, live and uncut. Live and uncut. And the first thing that we want... we we keep it light-hearted, and we'll probably keep it light-hearted in some other sections, but some heart-hitting stuff we need to tell people. And, and the first one we were shocked to hear is that um, people are not going to hospital because they they normally you know, they normally go to A&E or they've got issues, things yeah. happening, and apparently they're not going to hospital because they're afraid of catching COVID-19, despite them having a chest problem, a heart problem, a hip problem, a knee, cancer, all sorts of things. They they seem to be holding back, which is quite worrying, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And uh, let's talk about the numbers. Uh, the numbers are absolutely shocking. It's 50% down. 50% of people who should be presenting to A&E with serious symptoms are not going. So we're, we're going to have an awful, awful... Uh, um, knock-on effect of yeah. the virus yeah. um, if, if people persist with this. Now, let's think about this for a minute. Um, if you have uh, a, a bad chest pains or you have a headache, which is far, far worse than, than you, you normally have, or, or um, bleeding where you don't, you know, in, uh, um, in your urine or something like well, that. Well, I had an instant in December, yeah, 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 and I was trying to brush it off, but yeah, eventually yeah. I phoned 111. To think about it, folks, If you, the, there's a good chance there's something seriously wrong. There's a very high chance there's something seriously wrong. And if you present at hospital, there's an incredibly low chance that you'll pick up COVID-19 while you're there. Yeah. 
yeah. because of all the precautions that have been taken. So wha- why stay at home with a serious, serious problem that's very likely to cause complications and might lead to serious illness? Pr- or, I know, death is one thing, but y- you, know, you might end up being seriously ill for months and years unnecessarily uh, versus a tiny, tiny chance of getting COVID-19. Please, please go to hospital. Yeah, we can't we can't emphasize this uh, enough. You know, I, I mean, uh, there is the old adage that a lot of um, middle-aged men and whatever often pass things off, but this has gone way beyond that. This yeah. is people of all age groups, all demographics, all everything really, and uh, they need to, um, yeah, get get out there and get to it. But in other news, on the more Nicer side, shall we say, or things been happening. Tom, Captain Tom is still at it, isn't he? Tom is marching on. He's raised a mere 200,000 since this time yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Only 200,000. He's slowed right down. But it's still an incredible amount of money to raise in 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. He's he's, he's still, I mean, can you imagine if if we could raise... (coughs) 200,000 now in, in, you know, in normal times. And he's sort mm-hmm. of doing it uh, now, isn't he? And just carrying on and on carrying on. On top of all on. the other money. Uh, and it just keeps keeps going on. But there was a few other things that we'd been uh, discussing, which has been a bit of, how can we say, uh, is this really going on? And I think you mentioned some of the uh, podcasts you've been listening to. And, uh, and even today, just taking out the rubbish and the recycling, because our recycle bin was overflowing last week. Yes, they'd stopped, uh, the councillor stopped taking the recycling for a while. Uh, but we didn't get any communications about it. No, so no. That but was, that was tonight, you went out. Yeah, and I was f- I was unreasonably happy. <laughs> They've taken <laughs> away the recycling. The recycling was gone, I could recycle again. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it, 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 it struck me that... Um, I, th- I think that our, our our general mood has been has been depressed by this situation. We're all doing our best to keep keep you know keep keep cheerful and yeah cracking yeah. jokes and sharing things on on social media or or, or whatever and um, trying out new things and trying to keep each other's spirits up. But I think there's there's no doubt that you know it it does get on top of you to be to be uh, confined to barracks like this. Yeah, yeah, um, and and just yeah be realistic that 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 is possibly going to happen but also you have a s- you will have a surprising effect that really quite trivial things will make you happy <laughs> because <laughs> if there's signs that we're going back to something like you business as usual mm. i won't mm. say normal yeah yeah because normal is a loaded word well th- th- obviously we, we we've mentioned in many podcasts mm. yesterday's included there's going to be a new normal but mm. yeah it was good to have yeah. that and yeah. also we we've d- we just decided um because I think it was a few weeks back we had a uh, Indian takeaway, the local Indian. We want to support our local businesses that are still yeah. trying to remain well open. We're a bit of a tradition of a Wednesday curry. Yeah, it used to be we? a Wednesday curry, but unfortunately that that yeah. um, restaurant has completely closed down. They're not doing takeaways either. But we did find one, literally just a hundred yards away, just within a short walk from uh, our flat here. But that had closed as well. But the other week I'd noticed when I was uh, running by that they were taking delivery. So I think they closed because they ran out of supplies of onions and chicken and whatever. So, but surprise, surprise, I went online because I thought Saturday, let's go for a takeaway. Let's have a look. And I was crossing my fingers, clicked on their website. And yes, 
whilst it said uh, I think it was nearly an hour we had to wait to from order to go and collect yes we had our Indian takeaway and it was delicious it was absolutely lush <laughs> oh man it was like oh, when, when you've not had anything for a couple of weeks it was proper proper nice yeah. and uh, yeah essential essential shopping and at the same time supporting uh, local business because these guys are you know the restaurants are closed we can't go into the restaurants but we thought the next best thing we can do is um, buy a takeaway from them and yeah, definitely. Uh, i wish um, i was going to say i was going to say i wish i could eat it every day but then that would be a bit no, gluttonous, wouldn't be a treat, wouldn't then it? Then no, really no. what <laughs> 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 once a, once a week remains a as a treat <laughs> well not a chore for me i could have a curry for breakfast lunch and dinner but that's <laughs> another story as well maybe even pizza as a pudding but uh, that that's a, an, another story another story but funny enough today when i was doing a uh, bit of research is maybe the wrong word i use the word loosely um because i was looking for saturday saturday night bouncers saturday type uh, songs and came across the uh, wigfield one of saturday night and then the joys of youtube you end up down a rabbit hole don't we larry and there's related yeah um videos and so on and so forth and Obviously, Wigfield's from the 90s, and I was coming across all sorts of songs from the 90s, and Two Unlimited, no, 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 don't worry, I won't sing that or play you that one. But of course, of all songs to come up with, or the name of the artist, The Rhythm of the Night by, hold on. Yeah, so this is the rhythm of the night, and this lady is live in St. Petersburg. Oh, don't you want to get up and dance? It is Saturday night, anyway. The name of the singer is Corona. Oh, no, (laughs) I know, I know that's uh. Bear with, bear with, you know, hu- you can humour me if you want. So uh, I couldn't resist that one. So, yes, Corona singing the rhythm of the night here on Saturday night. But we have been flicking through the news and Saturday is normally sports day. Yeah. And uh, have, you, have you found anything there, Larry? Are, are going through. We are literally on the fly here because that's what we do. Um, but the BBC and I'm sure other sports channels, sorry, other channels, media outlets, there seems to be a horde of people who have there's nothing to do really is there there's there's no sports going on no there is no sports all events are cancelled there's nothing happening tomorrow i was due to be doing london marathon that's one of the biggest sporting events on the bbc calendar and that ain't happening yeah and yes i'm disappointed but i've got over that weeks ago when they cancelled it yeah so i'm over the disappointment but these things ain't happening. So all these sports presenters have got, that's right, that blankness, nothing to do. No. They nothing. Tried, they tried repeating themselves Absolutely every Absolutely nothing uh, to do. Everyone got bored of that. Yeah. And then they started telling us one by one uh, about large events being cancelled and then talk, spend the whole bulletin talking about one cancel event i guess saving up all the other cancel events for future bulletins because <laughs> they're so desperate for content i mean i i don't know how these media outlets work i, I i'm sort of beyond beyond because we, we come from a dare i say a regular nine to five type background so we go into an office we do a job 
uh, we get paid, we come home, you know, that that standard stuff. Or, or is it not standard anymore? I don't know. Um, are journalists the new norm? Or maybe after this I there might not. be another norm. But uh, no offence to those who are called norm, by the way, or Norman. Um, but there is a constant, especially Dan Roan, where the other day he dug up, uh, literally dug up, um, there was a game in Liverpool that involved playing a Spanish team in the European Cup, or Champions League, I think it's called now. And uh, at the time, there was some mention of it, should it go ahead or this, but no no big deal. That it went ahead, because um, at the time, obviously, Liverpool being the current uh, Champions League champions, European champions, um, it's, it's a big, big deal. They did not want to call that game off, um, and they wanted to go ahead. So they'd already played in Spain. And this was the return leg. So they'd all, the Liverpool players and Liverpool fans had already flown over to Spain, literally yeah. uh, a week, two weeks before. And, uh, and, but they didn't mention this in Dan Rohn's article. They just said that the game in Liverpool shouldn't have gone ahead. And they managed to find the Metro Mayor of Liverpool, who said it 100% shouldn't have happened. But I'm sort of guessing he's probably got on a political agenda. And they managed to find one punter who went on air again to say what was in their narrative. So, And then Dan Rode had the audacity to start. I don't think he lives in Liverpool, does he? Does he live in Liverpool? I, I don't know. No, I don't um, know. But Dan, what were you doing standing outside Anfield in the full suit and tie, talking as if everything's going on as normal? Because it ain't, mate. It ain't. You know, wake up. So he dug that story up. That filled a bit of time. And here he is now digging up another story. Well, it's not so much digging, but it's similar to what the political um, editors are doing. And I don't think this is going on in Germany. I don't think Angela Merkel does a daily broadcast with the media, does she? No, this is how we do things and get on with it. Um, but here in the UK, and I think it's the same in the US and maybe other countries, there seems to be this pandering to media for whatever reason, I don't know why. Um, I'm sure people can have all sorts of theories and some people have the real facts. I don't know whether we ever find out the real facts. They say it's in the public interest. They, say, they always seem to play that card. It's in the public interest. But maybe we are not the public, are we, Larry? Because we're, we're just no, two middle-aged guys living well. in our flat in lockdown. We have no interest. So if we're not interested, I'm guessing there might be millions of other people who are not interested. So it's not in the public interest. There will always be someone who's interested because they'll always go out and dig someone up who will say <laughs> what they want them to say um, because that's what they do. Because um, I have heard, and I think I mentioned in another podcast, that one um, editor of some printed magazine saying that their journalists are working the hardest they've ever worked. But I'm so, as you can hear, the finger well, tapping. It's quite, it's quite hard though, Why isn't it, to what, what make things up. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's hard it when there's no news. Yeah. So it, it's hard to create things from nothing. Yeah. Isn't that's it? That's right. It so is hard. That must be tough, you know, doing yeah. that. But there yeah. is nothing to do. And before I came off for social media, so I'm taking a pause from that. Long before lockdown, I remember a sports freelance sports uh, journalist. He actually tweeted because he was the first to be, you know, there's no work, mate. Um, first one to tweet saying, any suggestions of what a sports uh, sports reporter can do when there's no sports to report on? <laughs> and he did get some really good constructive replies, you know, like, uh, you know, learn a new hobby, um, write a book, start a podcast, all sorts of, you know, we've started a podcast. We're not journalists, but we decided to start this. Um, 
so there's a guy who's off with the right idea to start something different, not yeah. to persist with, you know, w what's the phrase? Well, flogging a dead flogging horse. Flogging a dead horse. That was the one. I was thinking of something dead, but I'm trying to hold back <laughs> of other things that should be dead. Yeah. Uh, maybe dead, but yeah, flogging a dead horse. There's a good analogy. Yeah. And uh, the BBC, I'm sure all the other sports outlets, I mean, there's guys who I know from... Like there's the Saturday afternoon Sky Sports presenter. What to talk to you? Really enthusiastic man, and over to, uh, over to Anfield now. What's going on now? What's he doing mm. now on Saturday afternoons? I don't know. Does he still no. shout? I don't watch Sky. I haven't got Sky. I care not for Sky. What, no. what 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 would he be doing on a Saturday afternoon? Does he just I shout? Know, maybe goes does down he the do park a and does, does he do a podcast a, of a, shouting? A frenzied commentary on the people <laughs> do, doing their <laughs> tai chi. <laughs> <laughs> Yoga <Well>. and <laughs> star jumps. I did see someone when I was walking back with the uh, takeaway. There was uh, someone out there with a boom blaster, some music playing, and they were doing the star jumps and the squats and the skipping. And they had a foam roller as well. It looked proper serious training going on there. But uh, yeah. maybe they could do that commentary. Although we did see some guys on YouTube doing a uh, social distancing <laughs> football. <laughs> <laughs> which I found uh, utterly hilarious. But yeah, so what Dan Rohn has found is s there's going to be a daily meeting, apparently, with ministers and scientists and sports specialists because we work in a job where we have regular meetings when we plan things. That's what we do. And that's what these ministers are doing every day. That's what these scientists are doing every day. They will meet every day and they will go through plans and strategies of what they're going to do. Share ideas. Yeah, yeah, that's how things get done. One of the ways to slow things down is if you have people having to update others of what's going on. You know, just tell them this is what's been happening today. That that hinders the speed of the process, or you've got to bring other people in to do that. It's worse than that. They they don't just have to keep the journalists informed. They have to answer stupid questions. Oh, we've let the cat out of the bag, because I didn't say that it was for journalists. Yes, Larry, you've, you've let the cat out of the bag, mate. Yeah, so every day now, Dan Rohn and all these sports presenters now suddenly got a job to do. I don't Which understand. To report it seems to me that of what the these people are going to be talking about yeah. every day. Why? Because the the only people that can add to bring something to the party in terms of how can we keep resurrect sport or keep sport going with the virus are sports ministers and people who r who, who run sports. Yeah. And sportsmen. Yeah. Yeah. Sports journalists can't add anything. They they're not creatives. They they won't be able to think of anything. They All they'll think of is problems with what's being suggested. Yeah. In order to create copy, to create to create words. So yes, so they're adding nothing. I don't know why they. I, I don't understand why they've been invited at all. It's pandering to the media again. I I really wonder, you know, without getting into any uh, conspiracy theories or bungs gratefully received, you sort of do wonder how this country and other countries are run and what is really happening under this. Maybe something will be uncovered, but seriously. It adds to it now. Larry mentioned that they'll ask awkward questions, negative stuff. Before anyone says anything, in these meetings, believe you me, everybody will be asking the awkward questions, but in a solution-orientated manner rather than a destructive manner. Correct. And so people will be in those meetings going through all the scenarios of what can and can't go wrong. And in fact, what do you think about this, Larry? Because we do think on the fly. Should we go through some of the scenarios of how some of these sports, because we have already discussed it briefly, 
and we said we might go into some detail. So we can start slicing and dicing the popular sports and how we believe these sports could be rolled out over the coming months, taking into With account social distancing. social distancing, so crowd population management, also the physical touching of sports people or not touching, or how yeah. do we control that? We can talk about that. So there's the crowds. There's the and this is how we we do meetings. So we we're just you know there's no script here. We are just going through as if we're whiteboarding. You can't see our whiteboard. We don't have a whiteboard, but we're just scribbling down notes. So there's the uh, crowds, there's the uh, competitors, there's the organisation, ticket collection, all that kind of stuff. And we can go through them each one by one. And uh, this won't be an exhaustive thing. And we'll just go through and maybe you can pass this podcast on to the ministers. Uh, who are looking at this, but also to the journalists because, you know, they can write about this because we've already we've already done it and uh, there won't be any surprises in there. But in terms of crowds, right, if we spray down, spray down, <laughs> what sports would be going on uh, right now in April? Football, yeah, soccer, that's still going. It's coming towards the end of the season, but that's still going on. Cricket would have just started. Rugby is would have finished, but because there's a backlog, there's going to be some rugby games that need to be uh, completed. Those are the main sports. Now, obviously, we then have the Olympics as well. Hey, the Olympics, which has been and postponed. There's and there's Formula One, all sorts of motorsports. That's uh, going on. So when it comes to crowds, and uh, this this can be quite a simple solution, really. We've probably it's done and dusted in a few minutes. Tremendously easy to yeah. solve the problem of crowds. Yeah. The crowds is... You just don't have one. Yes. <laughs> Ta-da! Because <laughs> the crowd <laughs> doesn't play the game and doesn't yeah. referee it, doesn't organise it. They have, have to be organised. By not yes. having a crowd, you don't need uh, any other crowd control. Outrageous. Outrageous. How dare you even... How dare you have the audacity to say that, Larry? What do you they know, bring? I'm a journalist. How am I going to write about anything? There's going to be no crowds here. There'll be no atmosphere. What are we going to right. do? They create an atmosphere. That's that's all they do. There's, but the sport can be played. And the, atmos the atmosphere is the same for both sides. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, there's there's no unfair advantage. Yeah. Uh, maybe in football with, with the... Uh, the home crowd. Home crowd. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, but there, I, I I'm not a football fan, but I I imagine that, um, say, uh, uh, they often call about the twelfth man. So there's eleven yeah. players I on mean, the field. I mean, local derbies, so presumably yeah. the opposing team turn up, uh, their team supporters turn up in vast numbers as well. Well, yeah, I'll I'll just do a bit of football education. The home crowd has the vast majority of the uh, seats. So whilst even say you have Liverpool, Everton. There, yeah. there won't be 50-50. Whilst you no. can easily have 50-50, you won't. So the vast majority of the crowd will be the home crowd um, in uh, football. Okay. Um, and it's the same in the cricket. But anyway, just eliminate them. Don't have yeah. them. Stream yeah. the games. Stream yeah. the matches. Stream the games. Stream the matches. Yes, it's behind closed doors. So that enthusiastic guy I mentioned about Sky... So rather than just have the game playing with noise in the background and the, and the commentators coming in as and when, they would have to remain pretty enthusiastic all the way through for the 90 minutes to give it some form of atmosphere. Because if they yeah. suddenly pause... Well, they could always play canned crowd noise. <laughs> Isn't that what Americans do to, to, to really kind of? We, oh, it's all coming out now, well, isn't it? Well, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, Danny and I watched a ice hockey game. Oh, yes. Uh at um, uh, Madison Square Gardens and every time a goal was scored 
by the home team, but not by the opposing team, which I found very strange. Yes. An enormous amount of noise yes. was played through the speakers. Yes. So loud that it was not possible often to, to hear the crowd cheering. No, no, exactly. And also the loud music coming out. So why don't we just play a fanfare when... when yeah, when a team scores a goal either side, play a great big fanfare, and that'll that, that you know that'll be the reward for the striker. <laughs> <laughs> we'll play a a, 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 a build-up kind of ooh as they get close to scoring ooh. a goal. Yeah. I mean, that's the standard thing they say when the goalkeeper's yeah. taking the kick. So you can just play that, you know. Just yeah, it always sounds it. the same anyway. So why not just play <laughs> recordings of the crowd? <laughs> so uh, in fact, this could be an absolute gem of an opportunity. Um, for these people who have pay for subscription uh, games where they could boost their revenue, couldn't they? So instead of the uh, people having to go and pay for a uh, ticket to go and watch the game, they can pay to watch it on TV. Yes. Instead. So that's and I'm sure you could work out a revenue share, which companies like BT Sport and Sky share the revenue with the football clubs themselves. So yep. I'm sure... At the end of the day, every suggestion that we come up with is open for criticism. We understand that because that's the world we live in. However, nothing's going to be perfect ever. No. So we are just coming up literally in a bit of a light-hearted way as sure. well. And semi-serious. But the crowd, the crowd criticism. The crowd one. That's just emotional, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. That's not a technical problem yeah. with and putting this sport on. Someone might suggest, because I'll, I'll push back on the no crowds, because having been to some of these uh, sports events, it's, it's fantastic being part of a crowd. But you can social distance the crowd. So instead of 50,000 being there, you could have 5,000 comfortably with social distances. However... Yeah, we come back to we've just five thousand. There won't be much of an atmosphere, but it'll be more than none. But they can still pipe through the music. So there's always ways of of working around that. And when I talk about cricket, I think some people will say, well, they already social distance at cricket matches because there's so few crowds that go there. Some of the big games, big international games, yep, are sellouts. But a lot of these five day county cricket games, especially on the uh, days uh, at not the weekends. It's pretty deserted in those games, so yeah. I don't see that as a major issue. Uh, rugby, same issue again. You know, the crowds are packed in, so we could look at it same as football. But when we look at motorsports and, say, Formula One, I do know that uh, the, ro the drivers do say they can hear the crowd. I don't know how, because when you're sitting in a cockpit and you're going at 200 miles an hour... I think it's because the noise of the engine is kind of behind them is it okay not, so they can hear the roar I mean. of a crowd okay yeah. so there is some noise but again uh, for lewis and all those guys we can just pipe sound through their headphones yes <laughs> you know the team can pipe yeah, <laughs> yeah. as they're going through but the motor racing can carry on yeah admittedly there's guys in the pits there's going to be social distance issues but again in the same way as with the players i think the suggestion because we're talking about the crowds at the moment, so I'm going into the uh, the competitors next. So I'm jumping jumping the gun here. But uh, in terms of the sport carrying on, the sport can carry on just without the crowds or social distancing crowds um, for those particular sports. Olympics, well, unfortunately, if it's going to be allowed to go ahead, then uh, you know they're going to have to bite the bullet in Japan, whether they. I don't know. What What do you think, Larry? Will Will they enforce? Because we already heard ministers saying. 
that uh, the social distancing uh, rules, certainly within the UK, will be continuing. It looks like, and this is not confirmed, it looks like it's going to continue to the end of the year. So that sort of knocks off all the big sporting events uh, where there's going to be any crowds or anything straight away. Uh, if you assume that the crowd is necessary. <coughs> um, no, I don't assume the crowd is necessary, but if that's the ruling that they're following, if Japan follows the same ruling, my, my belief would be is because of the pressures from ministers or social media or the press that uh, each country will have to conform with whatever the most restrictive government is doing. So if South Korea is doing something and yeah, it's working, or Germany is international doing... Yeah, like Germany have decided no yeah. major competitions yeah. with 5,000 crowds. So they've literally knocked on the head all all sporting events, dead. Anything that involves more than 5,000, which is all the Bundesliga games. If, if there's a crowd. If there's a crowd there. I think we, we need to let go of this crowd concept yeah. that, that uh, games... Sports that are traditionally have large crowds. Mm -hmm. If if we just imagine for a minute that that's put on hold, the crowds are put on hold. There's nothing technically stopping the games going ahead, or the at least Olympic games. the the prob the the problem is we we keep focusing on the spectators. I'm not sure why, <laughs> because the spectators don't play the games. But the focus seems to be, and not just yeah, da Danny, not just Danny and I. Yeah, I'm not yeah. just talking about this podcast. I'm talking about what you hear in the media. Mm. Uh, the focus is always on the crowd, the crowd, crowd, crowd. Because, because the crowd are the people who consume the media that these people are publishing. Uh, yes, and there are the vested so interests. The be seen, yeah, they want to the be seen that they put the crowd and the punters first. Yeah, that's what they want to be seen. This is the perception now. Perception. But they're really, they're, I mean, the the um, the um, financial interests of the media are not that important. I mean, they, they just make it important I, because I would, because I they, would agree. They they use their they they misuse they abuse their position. Yeah, yeah. Um, to make them the 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 media more mm. important than it is in the yeah. economic yeah. Pl landscape. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are other uh, uh, yeah. There's a few other interested parties. So. Um, people who who the companies that sell catering at venues won't be very happy. If there's no crowd. No, no, exactly. Because they won't sell anything. Exactly. But it's small potatoes compared with, say, the um, satellite TV subscriptions. I did like that pun. There. Yeah, small potatoes. Small potatoes. Yes, yeah, segue there. <laughs> but you know, so you do get potatoes at uh, halftime intervals. Let's yeah. let's let's. St why don't we do all just stop focusing on what can't be done and start focusing on what can be done? Which is what moves can us on. be done. Is the neatly games. moves us on neatly to the competitors of these sports yes. and what can be done. Yep, what can be done is to put them in quarantine before matches or keep them in quarantine for the season. Yeah. So they're separated from their friends and family until they've finished playing the games. Yeah. Um, that way... Sounds a bit harsh. If you have people that you know are virus-free, yeah, cohort, you keep them isolated. The same as happens with, say, NASA astronauts. Yep. You keep them separated from everybody. The only contact they have is is with other quarantined players and quarantined referees. You can play your season. Yeah. Play play to your heart's content because nobody nobody can catch anything. Because that's the key thing, you know, which sort of bringing in say the the organisation and uh, you mentioned the referees, umpires, all these officials who officiate at the games. 
they're all part of the same. We, we talk about herd immunization, which is basically getting having a group of people who are together who've either all had the um, virus or haven't had it. Whatever it is, they've all been tested and they're all at the same level, pun intended, level playing field. Yeah. So they're all on the same level playing field and they're all together. So it comes down to how important, because again, these people will be thrown back all the problems. So, oh, isn't that a bit harsh that you can't see your family or friends or whatever? So do, do you want to get paid for your job? I think plenty of people... Do you want to do the sport? Uh, there's plenty of uh, uh, lower division players. Uh, I'm sure will be quite happy to swap places and be paid £300,000 a week for a few months um, in exchange for going to quarantine. So that the game can so go ahead. So I, I think it'd be completely outrageous if people earning that kind of money would start if they started bleating on about not being able to touch their girlfriend or see their mum it's that would be pathetic well yes this i'm i'm just being uh, pushing back here larry but i'm i'm being like the press where they will focus on every little tiny little negative this is the problem isn't it escalate. this is the problem yeah. a, lo a lot of times people will go along with these things yeah um yeah. but it, it they're stirred up by the media and also by their agents um, to uh, and the, but the agents would would wouldn't wouldn't be really have the players' interests at heart. No, and Th when it comes to agents, they'd be I using mean, it as leverage to get more money. Dare we say? Uh, yeah, I was just about to touch the money bit and say well, the the agents will only be interested is basically if because a lot of players now they're not being paid, so club by club, and again, it I, as I don't check the news every day or whatever, but. When I was looking at it a few weeks back, each day there was a new premiership club where the players w were having suspended pay. So clearly the clubs had either run out of money or realised this is a bit longer term than will be done and dusted by April to whatever. It looks like it might not be till May or June. Now this is why the meetings are, are going to be starting uh, next week. So they might be looking to restart some of these sports sometime in May just to finish off their seasons in particular obviously here in the UK it's the football premiership they they want to get that done and dusted because that is mega bucks for all the clubs so I'm sure for it a short term a period it should clubs. take the solutions it's a big deal for the clubs and it matters to the supporters but yeah. honestly compared to the economy it's not that no, big a deal no 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 but with for the sports presenters it's their be all and end all so for Dan Roan he has to be there and he will come up with all the wonderful questions, which, as I say, we can preempt here. But he's not adding anything to it. And if anything, he'll be stoking up the negativity within the already dissatisfied people, mm. you know, the public who have been locked down for many weeks. They're bored. And, you know, they want to get out. They want to go out and enjoy. And understandably so. But we're in a new world now. So yeah. for the competitors, the, the quarantine bit would work. The contact sport. Um, people involved in contact sports need need to be very careful because um, it's much much easier. And we'll come on to why. Yeah. Uh, to uh, um, restart the non-contact sports. Yeah. Um, and if they're not careful, the contact sport people will get sidelined. The government say, okay, this is too difficult. Yeah. Too difficult pile. Forget uh, it. We'll kick we'll you. Focus on we'll cricket. Kick this can down the road. Yeah. yeah. And we'll focus on cricket and tennis, which are also yeah. very popular. Yeah. And m it's much much simpler to solve. But you had mentioned that uh, someone, had one of the countries, have already come up with a solution, yes, where they're playing games right now. Admittedly, it's not um, ATP World Championships, whatever, but in that country, 
Do you, do you recall that, Larry? Do you, shall I jog your yeah, memory? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, I remember that one. The they already have a solution. So this is a solution. It's not the be-all and end-all, but it's a solution that works, which means that games can go ahead. Yeah, because the tennis players don't have any direct contact. So they hit balls backwards and forwards. Yeah, at each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they're hitting the ball with the rackets. So they're not yep. touching the ball. And they have different color balls for the two players. They are, they are touching the ball just to serve. Yeah, but they're only touching the... Yeah. They're only touching, <laughs> touching their own balls. Their own balls. <laughs> They're not touching the other players' balls. Yeah, thank you. I I, di- I just <laughs> wanted to uh, get you to say that, Larry. Yeah. So, yes, the the player that's serving. Maybe you should have talked about ladies' tennis. <laughs> it would have made the distinction clearer. <laughs> <laughs> Although, if they were Romanian ladies, <laughs> oh, that's that's a real reference to. Uh, it the was Olympics the country where the they 80, came in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, pigs yeah. in whatever. Anyway. But, um, Sorry, I've lost my thread. Yes, so the uh, the, the, the the player who's serving holds the ball. The each player has their own color ball. Yeah. So that they don't touch each the, other's the, balls. The other call, the other color ball. So there's no chance of virus being transferred that way. Yeah. And each player has their own ball. Children. Ball boy, ball, ball girl, girl, ball, ball adult, ball whatever. Yeah. And those. Those children and they will have ha- only handle those They only balls. touch the one colour. Yeah, yeah. So nobody touches anybody, and nobody touches each other's balls. <laughs> <laughs> so it stays virus-free. Excellent. Now, do, do you recall which country came up with this? Oh, idea? sorry, virus transmission-free. Yeah, yeah, virus transmission-free. Wh- yeah. Which country I'm came sorry, up with I this idea? I, I, I will. I will uh, recheck. We'll, we'll have to uh, dig up for uh, dig do that. But it's a genius solution. And bring it to um, a future podcast which comes up with the thing that we keep coming up podcast after podcast as people who always come up with solutions and we always say through i i use the word through adversity but through uh, what was that other quote that we have where people you know in troubled times they always come up with solutions necessity is the mother of invention yes so yeah. this country or this tennis organization they had a necessity they felt such a burning desire necessity to continue with their sport and we are aware that other countries have different rules and regulations and whatever but these guys came up with a solution it's not perfect but it's a solution that works yeah yep. and this is the thing and i'm sure you know and i keep mentioning that guys now i won't mention it again but these sports presenters you can imagine if they come up you know say the uh, british or the english lawn tennis whatever it's called um, the Wimbledon people came up with that idea. You can imagine the press conference. that They'd be hammering them and saying, this is ridiculous, what about this? Because they always want to revert back to bounce. And they always want to bounce back to the way it was, which was something we heard today, yeah. which was, again, ludicrous question it from did, the media there is, there is a particular problem with sport. It isn't just the journalists, is it? No. The sports... Uh, 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 um, it's the sports fans are notoriously fans. conservative. Yeah, uh, they don't like change. No. So uh, something as simple as uh, uh, cricket. So uh, they're easily goaded then as well if so they don't like change. With cricket, uh, there the is you know the same ball will be touched by multiple people. Yeah, because the bowler bowls it, the yeah. batsman hits it, yeah. and a uh, field uh, fielder catches it potentially. Yeah. Uh, so you could disinfect the balls and you ev- all the players can play at gloves. Yeah. And pound to the penny, though, there would be sports fans saying, oh, no, we can't have... Can't have them wearing cricket, gloves. Cricket oh players no. playing gloves, wearing gloves. Only, only the batsmen wear gloves. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and cause We've never done that before. That's the way it's always been. Yeah. <laughs> so why does it need to be that way? I don't know, yeah. but that's the way it's always yeah. been. Yeah. Well, the other thing <laughs> is if, if the teams are quarantined together for a period of time that in the season, that gets again, around yes. that as so, well. I mean, that's belt and braces. If, yeah. if, if we quarantine the non-contact sport players, that is absolutely, you know, the... the, the they're not going <laughs> to. Nothing gonna will the be virus. passed between them. That would be ultra super safe. Yeah, yeah. They'd be super. They'd be safer playing the game than when they're in their normal lives. So, the, in summary, the sports can continue. The game can go on. Yes. Obviously, it will be a different one. As we said yesterday, the analogy given by a professor is that we used to be in a particular room before this virus. Now we've gone into another room where we're waiting and we're sitting and waiting, then when they start to unlock the doors and we can come out from lockdown, that we go into another room, which was similar to the first room, but it's slightly different. And that's what this is. This is going to be different. But as you say, unfortunately, with sports people, that they, as you mentioned, they are quite conservative and the press do goad them very easily with certain things and they all jump to it. You know, whenever I listen to a phone-in with Robbie Savage, he barely has to say two sentences and that phone doesn't stop ringing because he deliberately aggravates people to goad the calls coming in and uh, yeah. and that's his job, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, I think some people have met him. He's, he's a rather pleasant chap, but he's got a job to do and that's how they do it. Their, their job is to get people to consume the media. But that's just our quick take on sport because... As I say, in terms of it bouncing back, like the commentator today about the economy, the question from the journalist to a um, a uh, economist was, oh yes. um, will the economy... It was, in fact, it was the Philip Hammond, the ex-Chancellor in Exchequer, okay. who's been interviewed. And the question was... W- what's the What are the chances of a V-shaped recovery of the economy bouncing back? So... The economy uh, bounced straight back was yes, the question. Yes. And he was far too polite with his answer. It's rather than just saying <laughs> no chance, he said... <laughs> That's a rather optimistic view <laughs> of things, <laughs> which is political speak for there's no, no chance, chance whatsoever of yeah. V-shaped recovery. Yeah. So in the same way with the economy, I'm sad to report that, you know, when it comes to sports, certainly to the end of this year, while social distancing here in the UK... There's in the same way the economy, there's not going to be a V recovery. It's not going to bounce straight back. Yeah. So we'd love to be optimistic. We'd love to paint a nice picture, but it's going to be slightly different. But it's realistic. It's not pessimistic. Yes. Yeah. The the economy will recover. Uh, it'll recover slowly, but relentlessly. Yes. And sports will recover. That's what sports people, sports pundits, sports presenters, sports fans, that's what we all do. And it'll all come bouncing back. So today has been the Saturday night bouncing sports edition special <laughs> here on Lockdown with, with Live. With lots of bouncing balls. Yes, with lots of bouncing balls and hands on their own balls and all that type of stuff. It's been such fun. It's been a good Saturday night. <laughs> and uh, we hope you've enjoyed listening to this. And if you have, then please do share it with your family and friends. And uh, let's spread the good word of Lockdown Live with Danny Larry. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye, everybody. Au revoir, Nostar, and good night.